Sometimes moving to a new city or state can be scary, but we aren't alone. This is episode 17 of Welcome to the Wiregrass with Bethany B. There's a new podcast hosted by Philip Jordan and is dedicated to high school football games and in the Wiregrass. You're a huge fan of football or anything to do with football, this is the podcast for you. He's going to talk about the biggest games and he will have a guest each week to further discuss the games. His latest episode, he's joined by the voices of the Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. Listen each week because you may even hear from high school football coaches themselves. You can download for free at Google Play Store or Apple Podcast. Or you can even listen on our website, WKMX.com. Now back to Welcome to the Wiregrass. My guest today is Anne. She works at Cultural Arts Center. Hi, Anne. <laughs> hey there. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good today. I always start off my interviews asking about the 411. So tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, I'm the executive director of an organization that has a facility by the same name and an organization by the same name. So I've been at Cultural Arts Center for 13 years. And before that, I was at Girls Incorporated for 20, and I was a juvenile probation officer for 10. Wow, very cool. I never would have guessed that. (laughs) Nobody ever does. And I do not have a degree in art. Just a great deal of appreciation. Actually, my degree is in psychology. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which comes really in handy. Can I just say that? Okay. (laughs) A lot I'm learning about you in just a few seconds. (laughs) So you work at Cultural Arts Center. Mm -hmm. What do you do there? I'm the director, but my hat is really, really large because not only do I run the facility, which is a cultural arts center, and the facility has tenants that are arts organizations that we work to help them communicate, promote, do all these things that they have to do. And then there's the cultural arts center, the organization, and I'm the director for it, and I program and advertise and do classes in the visual arts, play arts, textual arts, things like that in our little bitty corner of the building. Okay. (laughs) Can you explain the Cultural Arts Center and everything that goes along with it? Okay, so to make it really, really simple, the Cultural Arts Center is actually located in the old Southside Elementary School. So it's a school building and it touches two streets. The front street is South St. Andrews Street across from Extended Care and the back street where the bus area used to be, it touches South Appletree Street. And so within the house of the Cultural Arts Center, you have Southeast Alabama Community Theater, you have Tri-State Community Orchestra, the Wiregrass Youth Symphony, the Choral and Theater Department of Providence Christian School, and then you have the Dothan Ballroom Dance Club. All those organizations are independent organizations who become tenants in our building and who work, perform, rehearse, offer classes, teach inside our building. So we have productions that are both theatrical and choral. We have musical productions that are orchestra from both the TCO and the Wiregrass Youth Symphony. And then we have a variety of ballroom dance lessons. So those are the tenants and I manage their house. I manage the time they get to use the common space. They're in the auditorium, the banquet hall, the choreography studio, the dance studio, other classrooms that we have. I take care of where they're housed, their roof, their windows, their leaks, their everything else that might go with owning a facility, their parking, their request, you know. And I help them. They have marketing of their own that they do, but we always make sure that as a center, we advertise and market what's coming up for the next month so you can see everything within the house that's going on. So I do all of that on a daily basis and handle outside rentals. We do have some opportunities in between what the tenants do 
to rent for outsiders to come in. So we've done weddings, we've done company picnics, we've done company trainings, we've done um, birthday parties for adults, we do birthday parties for seniors, retirement parties, you know, all kinds of things within the building. Just available, what's available that I can rent you for that. So we have a whole set of that. And then when a production comes on, we make sure that we're handling the parking and whatever they've got to do for that. We've got, if we need extra parking people, it's going to be a large event or multiple events at the same time, and we need to park people, we do that. So when that's done, then I go home and I work <laughs> on developing a, a monthly art schedule for a clay arts and textile arts, visual arts, both children and seniors, adults. And then we also do programming that we take that's art related. We're, right now we're at Headland Elementary School and last year we are at Bright Key and we've gone to Heard Elementary and we do art programs for a day, art programs for the school year to their children at these various spots and so we develop the programming for that. So I write the grants and cover those and do the fundraising for that and advertise all that. So, you know. That's my job, and that's my life. <laughs> Is that all you do? Oh, <laughs> Shane, you're not so busy. <laughs> I can tell you how many times I stand in the shower and go, oh, that would be an awesome idea class, and I will write it down on the bath cloth, because I didn't bring paper pen with me. You know, so, um, or I'll write it at night when I wake up. There's a laptop in my bedroom, there's a desktop in my kitchen and then there's my work computer at work so yes <laughs> i can just see like little post that's all over your house yeah, and I, stuff so you said that you can throw birthday parties there weddings there how do they contact you if someone contact me and we would talk first about tell me about your event how many guests you think you're going to have and what kind of event i have to look at what else is in the building with my tenants as, as you probably understand Tenants get first choice because they pay me rent. That's part of how we operate. Part of my, my operational revenue is to get rent from my tenants. It's not as much as if they were in a standalone building for themselves because we share a number of things. We share a beast of a copier that can make all kinds of copies for them. But we also share me as the receptionist or me as the telephone answer at times and me, my office is the box office for their ticket sales and then they get to use the common space for free no rent for that so there's a number of things that we have to work together on so i will ask that person who calls can you tell me about the event about how many guests and then can you tell me what date you're looking for it i have a really colorful excel spreadsheet that you know, makes you so excited but it has lots of data because while you're booking an event you're also counting tables and chairs how many tables are they going to need, but how many tables have you already got being used by tenant? How many chairs do you need versus how many chairs have I got there? So some things are limited. And then there are some things that if you're going to be loud with loud music at a birthday party, but there's a theatrical production, mm -hmm. depending on where you are, it carries in that school. Yeah. Um, the school is 91 years old. Wow. So, yeah, she's got 20-foot ceilings in some areas, and she's got 15-foot ceilings in others. And so the... Sound bounces. You have to kind of think about that when you're trying to book. So it's rather than just put it out there on the website and go, oh, yeah, we can book you. It's better if you call me. Let's have a conversation about mm -hmm. what it is. And let me be honest with you because you might not want a whole bunch of other people in the building at the same time you're doing your event. You know, I don't know that you'd want to have a party for 50 in the banquet hall while you're doing your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be interesting <laughs> so you, we would need to talk about that so yeah just call me and we can look at dates and have a discussion and if I can help I will 
And if I can't, I'll help you find a place or give you some alternative places to look into and give you contact information. And can you give them your number? I can. It is 334-699-2787. So if you didn't have a piece of paper and you need to go get one, now's the time you'll get a piece of paper and a pencil. And it's 334-699-2787. And you can actually email me at Ann, A-N-N, at the, T-H-E, Cultural, C-U-L-T-U-R-A-L, Arts, A-R-T-S, Center, C-E-N-T-E-R, dot org, and at the Cultural Arts Center, dot org. You did a great job spelling that. (laughs) You explained everything that the Cultural Arts Center has to offer and how it benefits people. How has it helped people in the community? I have lots of stories. My favorite thing is that one day I'm going to write a book. Between all the jobs that I've had, I'm going to write a book about all the interesting stories. So... I, I don't work for SEACT or TCO or YSO or any of these other places, but I get to watch your patrons and your guests that come in. And a lot of people can come in and watch a theater production. They may not come in in the best mood, but they walk out and they're laughing and they're joking. And they have a good time. And any art form, whether it's my building that has performing arts or you go to the Wargus Museum of Art and they have visual arts there, any of the art forms that you get involved in, have a way of changing your thought process or a way of opening your eyes to see new things, new experiences. And they can also be stress reduction. They can also be a way to just take a breath and spend X amount of time going, I'm not going to worry about anything else but what's in front of me and I'm entertained. And so the performing arts act as a form of entertainment that's readily available in this community. A lot of people forget that because we think we need to travel other places to go see these things when in fact it's right here in their backyard. So art, art can change how you look at things. Art can give you information. It can make you laugh, which reduces your stress and your tension. <laughs> and um, it can be a form of creativity and self-expression. A lot of people think when they come to our visual art class that you have to be perfect. You know, we live in a digital society. And digital is just a reproduction of what you see and took a picture of. It can be enhanced and it can be changed. And you can draw digitally. And it's not that reproduction, but three-quarters of what everybody's looking at on Pinterest and every other page is something that was a photo taken that you photoshopped or done something to. We can teach you how to both draw digitally or how to draw and be happy with what you draw and not be so perfect. It's, it's about accepting what you can do. You'd be surprised how much talent you may have if you just stop for a minute and let us explore it before you criticize what you think is wrong or imperfect. Working with children over years they get to an age in which everything, if it doesn't look like what everybody else's does, then there's something wrong with me, and, and we work hard to break that. So in a lot of our youth art classes, we get a lot of students that are, are don't have a lot of self-confidence, and so we're going to work on that. We're going to work on your social skills, but you don't know that because we're just drawing and painting and doing other fun stuff, or we're crafting, or we're having some kind of art experience. So we're going to work on that, and we work with children with disabilities and they aren't included in, you know, there's never a mistake that we can't fix in art. And that's true. You know, when you're doing visual arts, there's never a mistake you really can't fix. Yeah, okay? that's so that's cool. What we do. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what type of events go on there throughout the year? I know you just had Art and Sound. Right, that, yeah, was... that was one of our largest fundraisers. And so if you got just a minute, this is the month of September. So we have dance lessons at the Cultural Arts Center. There's the Dotha Ballroom Dance Club that teaches on Tuesday for $2 each time you come in the month of September. It is swing dance that you're going to learn. It starts at 6.30 and goes for an hour. Can't beat that. 
Then you've got Jim Johnson and Shauna Sanders that teach an upper-level dance class, and so they're teaching the rumba, the West Coast swing, and the cha-cha. And there's some information about that on our website, too, and these are on, on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then next week, Charlotte starts teaching the line dance class on Tuesday, starting at 7 o'clock. And it's $5 each time you come. You don't need a partner for line dance. It's a great deal. You don't deal. need a partner for, the, for any of the ballroom dance because we have enough dance teachers that come and dance with you. So you kind of get an expert to dance there. Then we've added Kim Mullinex, and she's teaching Irish dance for both children and adults. So once you can kind of take some classes, the first Saturday of every month, you can go to the Dollar Dance. And they're really good about printing out a playlist that tells you which ballroom dance goes with each song. So if you've only taken the swing, you can find every ballroom dance on that list and you can go swing, dance, and practice because there's plenty of people to dance with. It's a social dance. Um, there's a cash bar. It's a dollar a person to come in. And basically it was designed to complement the dance lessons and give you a social setting to dance. So um, we haven't been able to do a competition-style dance. There's a number of them that are in Pensacola, but Jim Johnson and Charlotte can get you ready for competition dance if that's what you're looking forward to doing. And so that's the first dance, and then we have Community Bowl Making Day, September the 17th in the messy space for empty bowls. And um, once on this island, Junior from Sea Act will start September 13th, 14th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. You can get tickets online at seac.com, or you can come to the office and buy them. They're $15. And then the Songwriters Guild, so if you're a songwriter of any kind, any genre of music, they meet every other month at the Cultural Arts Center. So this month in September, anybody that's a songwriter is welcome to join. Just come to the meeting. Last about two to three hours. There's musical instruments there that you can play on and work with if you're a songwriter. And then we have started back with our art classes. And they start next week. There's a colored pencil class for kids on Mondays. Then there's a number of individual classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays for different age groups that are like one-shot classes. Yeah. We started some adult classes on Wednesday mornings from 10 to 12. There's an acrylic class and a watercolor class just during September. And then we've added Hobby Lobby's Lost, our game. <laughs> Hobby Lobby's fixing to expand their receiving area, which is kudos to them. They've been selling more and needing more space, but they've lost their Hobby Lobby teachers. But they're coming to the Cultural Arts Center. Oh, cool. So we're adding on Wednesdays and Saturdays starting next week. We've got ceramics with Tammy. And then on Saturdays, we've got acrylic painting with Regina. So those two ladies will be there right now. And we'll see if we add more as the classes there end. And, and they can come over here. And they'll be offering those classes. And I can give you information on my Facebook page. Or you can look at my, um, or go to my website. And we can get you started with those classes. This is just all during the month of September. And then, to give you just a little peek, in October is the Million Dollar Quartet with SEAG. And it is October 22nd through the 26th. And it's music. It's got blue suede shoes. Who do you love? Folsom Prison Blues. Oh, I love Folsom Prison Blues. Okay, so this is <laughs> $19 and $17. And then in November, during the Peanut Festival, we have the Fall Coral and Theater Festival. There's about 2,000 students that come from all over the state of Alabama, over in Georgia, Panhandle of Florida, that come and compete against other schools in their division chorally. And so, great singing. If you like choral music, you know, you can come pay $2 and come in and sit and listen to a, gr a bunch of great groups that perform on stage. But we'll have about 2,000 students coming to wow. the building for three days for theater and for choral. And then in December, fruitcakes will be in the cultural arts. I'm not talking about the cake. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a play. It's a dinner theater that SEAC puts on every year. 
and you'll have to wait for more information on that one or go to seac.com and get the gist of that one but that would be a really cute one it's a great way to celebrate christmas with your family and friends so that's just a taste of what we're doing at the cultural arts center by month so each month if you want to get on the mailing list and let me send you information just about all the activities within the house of the cultural arts center email me and at theculturalartscenter.org and i'll add you to my constant contact list and you just get these blips that tell you everything about it and you can either push a button and go register sign up for it or figure out what it is email somebody or call somebody and we'll get you involved it's a great way to figure out what all is available I love it because you just added me today <laughs> and I got the email I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I get tickets and all that information is should you ever get stopped so you get to be a voice for the artist. You can say, I know where you find something to do like that, see? somebody may ask you one day and now i know <laughs> i know you mentioned the different types of dancing and art classes can you be a beginner or are these like advanced okay oh, good no, no. <laughs> lots of beginners and i did learn because i'm not a dancer okay? me either <laughs> I, I did learn that there is social dance and there's competition dance and social dance is what you would do if you're going to your wedding, your daughter's wedding, or a family friend's wedding, or you're going to your holiday reunion or holiday party, and there's going to be music, and you might want to get on the dance floor. And most of what we teach is ballroom um, because it's easy to learn. It's usually couple-based, and a lot of people are looking for something to do as a couple. But where, depending on where you go, like there is the Dothan Ballroom Dance Club. You can join that club, and they have, at my center too, a monthly dance that's closed to the public, but the members go and dance. And so once you're part of a group, you kind of, you feel more accepted and you can dance with anybody in the group. But it gives you an opportunity to practice what you've learned, i.e. the dollar dance too. That was so that everybody that's a beginner gets a chance to go try. And even at the dollar dance, don't have all the dance people that teach dance, they come to the dollar dance. There's plenty of partners for everybody. You don't ever feel left out. Yeah. You know, it's not a bar. It's, you know, there's not, a, there's no smoking. And most there are drinking water because it's, they're dancing. Yeah. And Thirsty. Water, it, you know? <laughs> and I have a number. It's been really cool to watch the number of dads taking their daughters to Aww. teach them how to dance. That bonding time between father and daughter is really, really important. And they've been teaching their daughters how to dance. And now, Mamas have watched dads doing it for so long that they're now taking their sons, and the son's learning to be the leader in the dance yeah. movement. And it's all on him to dance, you know, more so than it is the female. Oh, that's yeah, so cute. Really cool to watch. So, it, a change in times, but it's a cool thing to learn for dance, too. And line dancing, you know, I used to think that line dancing was what I did in college, and Lord knows I'm old enough to think that, you know, we just had to go to the country bar and dance, and that's not it. He takes, and we've done line dancing to hip hop songs. Oh, wow. So it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> he changes up the music, and, and there's something new and fresh. So like, they took some of the summer off, and they'll start back now. So it's new music, new dance moves, and it's really cool. I mean, some are really simple, and some are, you're going to pay attention, girl, and write this down. Yeah. In fact, the first couple of times I did it, some ladies that were in my Sunday school class, I had talked them into going. They looked at me and go, will you video this so I can practice at home? I said, sure, I'll load it to YouTube and send you an email with the link. And you can watch it on your TV and practice all day long. <laughs> That's how I practice. I have to have a video and then I can like rewind it constantly. <laughs> and it's great, because, but then you've got the time to practice, you know, you get to, you got to get the steps. A lot of steps are similar. So yeah, certainly any beginner 
would have a great time doing it because there's mostly a room full of beginners just like you, okay? <laughs> Good, because I want to do this. I would be a complete beginner. <laughs> <laughs> what other types of fundraising do you do at the Cultural Arts Center? Okay, so the Cultural Arts Center is responsible for operating funds, building repair and maintenance to a 91-year-old building, as well as raising matches for grants that we write when we go out to the schools and do that. And we also have to have money that just pays our office cost and my salary and then you have to have money that does programming. So we do a number of fundraisers like you said we just did Art and Sound Downtown which is that was our third year of doing that so we do that sometime in August and then the Fall Choral and Theater Festival with all these schools rolling in that's one of our other large fundraisers in November. In between time we're talking about doing a motorcycle fun run for just getting everybody information about who we are and what we do and then in November, December, we put out audition information to, so you, as if you're between 5 and 18, you can come in January and audition for Wiregrass Talent Quest. And they'll choose about 15 to compete at the finals in February, and that's a big fundraiser for us. And then we have the Easter Egg Dash, and then we've talked about Scrabble Run, and there's a number of other things that we've got on our plate that we'd really like to do that we have a regular number of songwriter nights so that if you're a songwriter you can come and perform in a small intimate area and let everybody listen to your new songs and stuff and we have some other musical nights that we do so we're we're working on providing all of that so that there are a variety of things all different income types yeah. so that everybody gets a chance to participate but those are fundraisers for us and although our tenants pay rent we still have to raise a considerable number of dollars past that Otherwise, it, we might as well just charge them as if they lived out on their own. We work hard to keep everybody happy. <laughs> you definitely do. I could see that at Art and Sound. I'm like, oh, they are running all over, but they're doing a great job. <laughs> Somebody asked me not long ago, you're like, so, so how much are your office costs? I said, well, considering I'm the only employee of the Cultural <laughs> Arts Center, there's not that much other than paper, pens, pencils, and file folders, and staples, and um, the occasional broke-down computer. So, yeah, there's, you know, the rest of it is caring for the building, and maintaining the grounds and providing the programming. So. Very cool. So, we <laughs> so these fundraising events help you a ton. Help me a ton. <laughs> Absolutely. So every, I think that everybody should get some kind of pen that says, I participated and I support the cultural arts. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so I know you don't have a lot of spare time with everything you do, but how else are you involved in the community? Well, I thought about that question <laughs> I literally it's like oh my gosh so like I, I, I don't join a lot of things but I, I attend Ridgecrest Baptist Church and I'm the person who records the the lessons and stuff for about 15 to 20 shut-ins which I really enjoy doing because as I record those lessons and get them copies made at the church office and I come back and I send notes to them and I feel for each one I kind of know who they are what their situation is and there are a lot of seniors in that group you know, I feel for them because they're not able to get out. They're not with their friends. They're not coming to something that they probably attended all, most of their lives, knowing some of them. But this is the only way that I can give you information and let you hear the noise of the classroom and the fun. Because our Sunday school class is about 100 people. And so it's not a quiet, small, little intimate group. It's a pretty big group, but we are all very much dedicated to helping each one out. It's all female. And we look after each other, which is really fun to do. So um, other than doing that for church and, and, and being that, my other thing is that I have a number of rescue animals that I take care of. That's the other side of it is the animal lover. And when I 
do have time, I like to go clay shooting. I'm not good at it. I need to get better at yeah. it. I know, but I just hadn't had time to do all the target shooting that goes with clay shooting, but I like clay shooting. It's really competitive. It's a lot of fun. So. I've only seen a clay shooting on TV, so they have that here in Alabama. They do. Ravenwood's got one up. Okay. Uh-huh. You should check it out. I'll have to you check that out. Go, just go experience it, you know, and um, there are all different kinds of clays, and, and I'm learning more about it, but it is. It's, it's all about the sighting, and it's one of those that, because I multitask so much, I get the single focus. And the single focus is the stress reduction. Yeah. And I'm watching the clay and then I can shoot it. And I'm not killing an animal and mm-hmm. I don't need to put it on my table at the moment. You know, I'm not at that point. And so I like it. I don't mount things on my wall. So no, me either. <laughs> on, my, on my wall, but I like the shooting part. I like the technique. I like the guns and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'll have to try that. <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun when I've seen it on TV. See what goes with an artist. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you lived in the Wiregrass area your whole life? Born and raised. Born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to stay in the area? Well, ironically, when I graduated from college, my whole goal was to, to travel and to find another job someplace else that encouraged traveling because I wanted to leave Dothan. I wanted to see the rest of the world. And then I got married and I had a family. And that meant that for their stability, we were going to stay put. It was in, it was important for them to know every day where we were going, to make friends, to have those lifelong friends, and then encourage them to fly and leave the nest, and they travel. So that's what they're doing. And eventually, I hope that when I retire, maybe I can go back and do some of that traveling. But I stayed here to do that and raise a family. So, no Very regrets. No. Not one regret. i got three great boys. So Aw. One regret. Do you kind of answer this? So you've never thought about leaving? Well, you kind of thought about leaving before your family before started. My family. And I didn't after we had the family. But now that they're all grown, they're out of the house and everything like that. Yeah, I have thought about leaving when I retire and, and either traveling or relocating. I have friends lots of other places, and the boys are other places. So I could literally go pick a town where the boys are and go be there and have a great time and still be close to family. So. What's one place you'd want to visit? Then you're going to laugh at this one. I really would like to get on a bus that either Covenant or First United Methodist Church has that travels in October to see the leaves change as you go up the East Coast. So that would be a dream trip of mine. I've always wanted to see Montana and Colorado and Seattle and Washington. I've never been to any of those places, but I've seen leaves change my whole life. So. <laughs> like I just went to North Carolina this past weekend, and the leaves are already changing up there. And they change and stay changed longer mm. than they do down here because of our weather. And it's kind of like, oh, they were beautiful. And we were standing there, and I, saw, I was so admiring the trees. And then I looked down, and there was the ragweed and the golden rock. <laughs> and I went, Okay, well, I'm not going to be good. <laughs> no. no, the leaf changes are so pretty because I just moved from Michigan. Okay. So I know all about fall and the cold weather. So we would always go like pumpkin picking, apple picking. Uh-huh. Like those were the fall activities to yes, do. Because there was an apple festival yep. on the way to Asheville, North Carolina. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need the Ford F-150 and a travel Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Tell me a, a fun fact about yourself that not a lot of people would know. <laughs> <laughs> Part of that was the clay shooting thing was that I liked it. I, I just learned to like clay shooting. And then, I don't know, everybody tells me that it's funny because I know art, but I can't draw. Okay, not well. I can sketch, but not really well. I can't paint real well, but I can do textiles. So there's a little art in me, and there's a little music in me, and there's a little theater in me because I can be dramatic. 
<laughs> so despite the degree and the other jobs that I've had, you know, I guess it's a life well lived and I'm not working in my field, but I'm perfectly content not being in my field. You'd be surprised how many times people come to your window at the Cultural Arts Center. I mean, I joke and say, I'm a prisoner in the box office. Okay? <laughs> Because um, there's bars on that window. There are. <laughs> we were talking to them. And they'll come up and they'll ask me a question. And it's more than just a directional question or do you have a question. They'll ask something that leads you to use those degrees in psychology and give them answers and, and thoughts and also point them in other directions to go find help. So, you know, you never can tell when you use it. So, yeah, I'm in my field or not. So, I guess that's a fun fact. <laughs> It's funny, though, because a lot of people I graduated with, they're not in the field that they graduated okay. with. Like, it's so many. I feel like a lot of it, because I'm a millennial, so a lot of it is to do with us millennials, too. Well, and it is. And it's like, you know, academics has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. You know? And technical, you tend to work more in your field if you have a technical degree than if you do an academic degree. But an academic degree is not just to put you in a job in that field. It's also to round you out. It's to expose you to a lot of new things that you might not have. And like coming from Dothan, which is literally a smaller town, it's, mm-hmm. we're not Huntsville, mm-hmm. we're Dernshire, not Atlanta, so uh-uh. uh, well. But you have one view, and when you go off to college, you get multiple views, and you get to meet multiple people. So that degree is all about how you use or look at what you learned getting that degree. So see. You may not be in your field, but I'll bet that you use things you learned while getting mm-hmm. that degree every day. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for you with psychology. <laughs> <laughs> what advice can you give to people who are just moving to the area like myself? I have a number of people that come in. They're all ages, and they don't know how to meet people to get started. And I usually say, find a nonprofit that is active, and you can check them online as whether or not they're credible. And go volunteer or offer to volunteer. I don't care if they give you one thing to do one time, but see if there's other things or, or come tell them, I can do these things, that thing, you know, uh, these are my skills. Could you use me in any way? And give them some parameters because nonprofits need to know your parameters and everything, how they could use you. And that gives you a chance to try on. And that's how you would know more about the various art forms that we have in Dothan. You know, we have a number of events that take place in Dothan Throughout the year, every month is filled with something. So if there is a way that you could volunteer, you would know more about that and everything, and you would be able to participate more, and you'd get to know more people. But you'd also see what art fits you best. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm just saying volunteer. You know, find out, search it out, look it up. Chamber of Commerce has information. Dothan.org has got information about all kinds of things going on. They'll point you in the right direction. And um, maybe one day there'll be this huge arts calendar that everybody can go check to an arts district that you can figure out what's going on in the area, and that will help too. Information. That was the one thing I did when I moved here was I'm like, these are the things I like. How can I get involved? I just talked to people I worked with. I'm like, so how do I get involved with this? And I'm like, oh, I know someone. And it was like that with everything I was involved with. Oh, let me talk to this person for you. I'm like, okay. For some people, that's very, very scary. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And if you're an introvert, that's really hard. But you can have control over that if you say, I can only volunteer on Wednesdays from this time to this time, but I'm really good at this. And a lot of nonprofits, because we're all in the business of helping one another, is they'll look at that and go, well, if I can't use it, oh, you need to go try so-and-so. Yeah. I'll bet they could. If you just send me your information and it's like, I don't know what I've got this for, 
I'm not if I'm not hiring, then I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this resume because the resume mm-hmm. is not going to help me. I need to meet you, and you just tell me I just want to volunteer. I just moved here. This is what I've done in the past. That gives me information about what you might do. Yeah. You know, so everybody's looking for people to help with office or filing and you know stuff like that. We look for art teachers, not to be not that I can sustain you as on a salaried teacher with benefits, but we look for teachers that can fit in and oh I'd like to teach these things once or twice a month can you put me in a schedule and we have a room that's how we got the Hobby Lobby teachers is you know and that's how we got Don Clay and Alberta Keener and all those that that come and they teach throughout the year we have a number of teachers that do that that we don't employ but they are they have resources the other way but they're artists and they want to share their art abilities so sure we're looking for those. Well if you're ever looking for someone that needs to draw stick figures i'm your girl awesome. i got you <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool I'd, i could do that <laughs> yeah. well that's all i have today unless there's anything else you want to add i just i hear a lot of things from people that there's never anything to do in this thing oh there's so much to do. <laughs> so much to do i'm so glad you said that and i hope that you encourage them you know, check things out or at least get on email list so that you have something to look at and can check and, and can go see those things. And there are a number of local artists that do all kinds of art things. We even advertise for things that are in surrounding counties when we get the opportunity so you'll know these things are there and go see them and stuff like that. It's all about sharing and if you get it on an email list, share it with other people. Encourage them to go with you. Encourage them to go see something. But, you know, when you... When, when you don't support what you have, what happens to it? It dies, yeah. it disappears. And I would really hate to see that happen. The number of things that go on in Dublin that are really awesome. So just share and participate and love the arts because they're everywhere around you. It really is, and I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anne, for thank joining me. I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed it too. Thank you. You're welcome. Tune in next week. I'll be interviewing Tammy and Heather, who are on the board of the Wiregrass Humane Society. Also, if you would like to be featured on my podcast, just send me an email, bethany at trpdothan.com. Thank you for listening to episode 17 of Welcome to the Wiregrass. Brought to you by the radio people.